What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos Of course And man uh, On last week's show I was talking about How I was feeling A little bit under the weather But thankfully It was not COVID I was wrong It was in fact COVID So I've been quarantined In my house For the last few days I got like Two more days left so with that said, man, I've been dealing with with COVID uh, and I didn't have a chance to prep an entire new episode. But luckily, as the universe uh, delivers when you need it, I actually had an episode of uh, a show that I was a guest on go up this last week on the uh, the Think Unbroken podcast, which is a really dope conversation with uh, Michael Unbroken. And I planned on reposting it here. I just didn't know when, and it actually worked out nice this week. So this week's show, man, uh, cut me some slack. I'm still getting over my COVID. So we're going to uh, post this conversation from the Think Unbroken podcast that I did. I think I recorded this back in April. Really enjoyed this conversation. It's all about you know finding fulfillment in life and what it means to to be unbroken. You know, I think we're all uh, in some sort of way, something has happened to us in our lives that we've all gone through some sort of trauma that that maybe broke us for a period of time. Uh, and, and this podcast is all about finding, you know, wholeness and moving past your your trauma. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. I really enjoy being a part of it. So, again, it'll be one long mehenta segment for the most part. And uh, man, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Michael Unbroken from the Think Unbroken podcast in our mehenta segment. 
Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Dramos, who is the host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. What is up, my man? How are you today? Man, uh, Michael, I'm good, bro. I, I'm I'm feeling amazing. I'm I'm really excited to to talk with you, man. I know you're doing a lot of a lot of really great work over here, so I'm I'm excited to kind of see what we end up diving into. And I'm I'm just appreciative that you you're having me on the show and we get to have this conversation together today. Yeah, man, it's absolutely my pleasure. For for those who do not know you, tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got mm. to where you are today. Yeah, I I mean, I think for me, man. It all just starts as like a kid who who loved music, right? And I think music has kind of been my my north star in life, you know, keeping me out of trouble when I was younger and and keeping me focused and learning about, you know, discipline and all those different things, you know. So for me at first it was, you know, being a musician, playing in bands and and all that kind of stuff and and once I kind of transitioned transitioned out of that, for me it was it was then what's the next thing, you know? I I, I kind of tried to quit music at that point, you know, and you know, like anybody who has a, a real passion for anything, you, you can't quit the thing that is, is always kind of constantly calling your name, the thing that, uh, you know, has been there for you during the, the dark times, during your, your mental struggles that we all go through growing up, you know. So I, I was trying to find different ways to, to kind of keep music in my life. And that's where, you know, DJing came along. And I, I picked up DJing. And that was, you know, one of the, the greatest things that, that ever happened to me. You know, from there, I, I began to just meet an incredible network of people that, uh, we're, we're so gracious to kind of bring me into their world. And, and that leads to then like getting started in radio, you know, and and getting an, an opportunity to like run the boards after somebody, you know, fell asleep for like 10 minutes and they had 10 minutes of dead air and uh, and they, they needed to find a new body to put in that position, you know, and and I and I took that chance. And, you know, you fast forward to that, I get to now DJ on the radio from that opportunity. I then got to uh, be a producer on the the Breakfast Club, the, the nationally ra- uh, syndicated radio show, The Breakfast Club, you know, which is uh, a huge platform. And then from there, you know, them embracing me, you know, kind of allowing me to be a bit of a fourth mic on the show and and to kind of grow my myself as a personality. And, and then, you know, dabbling in different other radio stations and things like that. And then you, you kind of fast forward to to where we are now, where I, I got to a place where I just wanted more, right? I wanted you know, to, to really be doing something with my work, to be saying something with my work. I didn't want to just be, you know, rubbing elbows with celebrities. I didn't want to just be talking about pop culture. You know, I wanted to be an advocate for my community. You know, I I saw what the breakfast club was doing for the, for the black community in this country. And I was so inspired. Like, how can I do that for my people? You know, how can I be a voice for, for Latinos here in this, in this country, you know? So that, that began to happen for me, that kind of spiritual awakening of wanting that to be my, my purpose and really make sure that I was using my platform for something bigger than just kind of stroking my own ego. Um, and, and then that, that led me to the opportunity of getting my own podcast with, with, uh, with iHeartMedia, you know, and that, that partnership allowed me to uh, do podcasting full time to really focus on, on this craft of, of building a community and being a voice for Latinos born in this country who, who oftentimes, uh, you know, don't feel like they fit in anywhere. You know, that's kind of, the, the bit of my story is that I, I never felt like I fit in with my friends, you know, growing up, you know, I was the one kind of Latin kid in our group of friends. Um, but then when I would go back to Puerto Rico or my family's from, they would call me a gringo. You know what I mean? They would, they would make me feel like I wasn't one of them because I didn't speak Spanish very well, you know? Um, and I wasn't up on some of the, 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 you know, cultural things that many of them grew up on because, you know, once you become first, second generation, 
those things kind of begin to disappear a little bit, you know? So I, I, I realized that there's a lot of people like me and we're not really being heard in, in media. So that's where the, the Life as a Gringo podcast comes from. And that's kind of been my work is, is being somebody who speaks to, to those Latinos, you know, born here in the States, living here in the States who, who kind of feel like they, they exist in a gray area um, and don't really fit in, you know, anywhere. Yeah, man, I, I resonate with that in, in such a real way. I'm, I'm biracial, mm. so I can't speak to, to being Latin in any way, sure. but like, I understand that, that place of just being like, damn, you know, I don't fit in nowhere. Like, right, right. Where are my people? How do I make this thing work? And, you know, yeah. go, growing up and in childhood, that was especially hard, man. Cause like, oh, yeah. Between getting picked on and fighting, mm-hmm. and shit, I've been in like 200 fights in my life. And yeah. you're like, you know, where, where do you fit in this space? And right. then one day, and I, I don't know if you'll resonate with this, sure. one day it dawned on me, fuck fitting into the space, make mm-hmm. the space. Right. And I'm wondering if that's been your experience too. Yeah, I, I kind of look at it like I found my authenticity kind of traveling down this road, right? This this awakening that I began to have being at the breakfast club and then really like dialing in, like, but who am I speaking to? Who do I feel like I represent, you know? And once I started to acknowledge kind of this, uh, you know, burden that I felt like I carried, you know, once I acknowledged the most embarrassing thing that people used to hold against me, the fact that I was, you know, uh, too white for my family, but, you know, I was, uh, you know, other when it came to everybody else, you know, and that was something that I, I held that embarrassed me. I was always trying to prove myself to people. And once I began to embrace that and speak my truth, that's when the doors like kind of started to fly open for me as far as career opportunities. And that's when I got that connection with people that I had been searching for for so long. You know, it really was like that, you know, Eminem and eight mile type of moment, you know, where he's in that last rap battle and he he takes away the ammo that his enemy would have used on him. You know, he he embraces all the negative things that, his enemy was about to use on him, you know, and, and he uses it to empower himself. And I kind of feel like that's what this has been for, for me. Where do you, I'm going to ask you a question that might sound a bit strange, but okay. where does the courage come from to do that? Because I believe that hmm. so many people, they have this thought, they're like, I don't fit in. I want to go create yeah. the thing. I want to build this, but you know, fear stops them. How do you, yeah. how do you navigate that, man? It, it's definitely, it, it's not easy. It gets easier, but you still have that voice in the back of your head. That's like, oh my God, so-and-so is going to hear me talking about this. And I know they're going to have this response to it. You know, like my friends back home who might be like, oh, so now you're like Mr. You know, Puerto Rico type of thing, you know? And it's like, you know, you, you, you kind of have to understand that you're going to get that backlash. I think for me, I kind of just like threw myself in the fire during the pandemic. So I would do these daily Instagram lives, you know, and I, I would do like a daytime talk show. I would call it quarantines in the afternoon and I would do Instagram's first ever daytime talk show. Right. That's what I would, I would pen it as. And and we were, you know, doing it and talking about random things. And then, you know, the the whole thing happened with George Floyd, you know, his murder. And that's when the show kind of took a turn where I, I really began using it as a, as a platform to, to advocate and speak about important things. And little by little, you know, seeing people resonate with some of my feelings and things like that just started giving me a little bit more of that security, a little bit more of that comfortability to start expressing more and more of myself. And and that's where I began to get comfortable, you know, and it was just, again, throwing myself kind of in the line of fire in front of a, a live digital audience and seeing what the reactions were, you know, and, and when I started seeing that people were, were resonating with it, you know, they were, they were fucking with, with my message, it just empowered me to, to keep doing even more. And then I think even 
I'd say the last step to that was I, I did this retreat called the Hoffman Process this last year in December. And, you know, that's a, it, it's a really powerful kind of personal growth retreat. And they have you dig into so many different things about your childhood and all these, you know, uh, burdens and traumas that you've been carrying around. And I, I realized that I have had a pattern of kind of minimizing myself, um, you know, for people to make them comfortable, you know, and, and with the Hoffman process, I was able to kind of break through that was like the last layer. And, and now I feel like I can truly kind of live authentically, you know, I mean, even if it's like in my podcast, I talk about a lot of self-help type of things and giving people advice. But at the same time, I'm not pretending to be perfect. I'll get on there and be like, hey, I was having like a really shitty week where I just felt really depressed. And, and you know, I would have never used that the word depressed to describe myself a few years ago. You know, that was like such a faux pas, especially in the Latin community, the idea of therapy and talking about therapy and all that kind of stuff is never done, you know. So uh, all of that, all of these different things that I'm talking about kind of created this this comfortability in myself to to really live authentically and again it's an ongoing process there are days and and topics that might feel harder than others but um you know all that kind of stuff just putting myself out there little by little you know made me more and more comfortable each day yeah and i i resonate with that entirely because when i when i first started this show four years ago like mm -hmm. i put out a couple episodes and then i ghosted on it for a minute and then right. I sat with it and I thought to myself, wait a second, what, what is the real purpose of this? Right. Why, why create Think Unbroken? Why have the conversations? Why the experts? Why the people like you to come on and, and talk about real life? And I, mm -hmm. I realized like that somebody has to be the voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I felt like taking up the mantle on that would do two things for me. One, mm. it would give me the ability to share my truth. Yep. Two, I knew that over time it would build confidence. Yes. And you know, I, I rewind, I look at the experiences of my life, and there were so many times where I just felt I have no confidence. Like you, I'd keep myself small. And, yes. and I think so many people do. So what I'd, I'd love to start with and, and dive into a little bit deeper here is mm -hmm. you know, for the folks listening of the Unbroken Nation, these amazing people that are trying to create this massive change in their life. And maybe they hear us and like, yeah, I get that, man. I feel so small every day. Yeah. Like, what thoughts do you have about that? I, I think first and foremost, don't beat yourself up about it. Right. I think we have this this sort of, uh, you know, thing that happens when we, we do something that we, we don't like or we feel like is lesser than us. We shame ourselves. Right. We have this negative talk that we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to anybody else. Right. And and I think, you know, that's the, the first thing, you know, you have to understand that you know, you are not broken. There is not something wrong with you. You know, you're just acting out a pattern that you were taught somewhere, some way, you know, and sometimes it helps to view yourself as like a child, you know, because you would never, you know, most rational people would never be uh, disgusting to a child as far as like saying, you know, disparaging things to them or want to hurt a child, right? You want to, you want to, you know, take care of a child because you understand the, the beauty and innocence in, in that child, right? So I think that's the the start, you know, it is just not shaming yourself when when it comes to these things, you know, and and then, you know, I, I think you have to you have to kind of think about the the life that you want to lead. You know, uh, you, you want to live a life that is is, you know, worthy of of you, you know, because we're all here and, and able to do amazing things. You know, it just takes us kind of being able to tap into the the different sides of ourselves and kind of push against some of the narratives that we've been taught, you know. Um, and, and, and at the end of the day, anybody that you meet that may want you to be smaller, may try and make you feel smaller, that doesn't want you to show up as your full and authentic self, 
Like that's not somebody that's meant to be in your life, right? And you have to get really okay with that. You have to be okay with the fact that some people just are not meant to be in your life. And it's not up to you to try to convince them to like you, to try and convince them to want you around. Like you as yourself is enough. And if it's not for that person, it's okay to move on from that, you know? But but don't make yourself smaller just to, you know, appease somebody who really doesn't hold much value in your life when you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, that that's spot on. And I, I've spent so much time, especially over probably the last five or six years, just mm-hmm. looking at the environment that I'm in and asking myself, yeah. does this serve me? Right. Do these people bring value to my life? Does it mm-hmm. make sense that I'm in this situation? Am yeah. I in alignment with my values? And right. I, I think so many people get caught up and they're like, yeah, but they've been my friends for 20 years. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but they're doing the same shit you guys did 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like, where is the growth here? Jay, Jay-Z has one of my favorite quotes of all time. Yeah. People around you saying that you changed. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't do all this work to stay the same. And right. I think that so much of this journey is in the willingness to be like, I've done this work. I don't want to mm-hmm. be who I was yesterday anymore. Right. I, right. I think in that, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess the way that you look at it, there are mm-hmm. people who are going to be removed from your life. Right. How do you handle that? Because I think so many people get caught up in that and they're just like, I just can't. They, they've known them forever. But, you know, how do you decipher whether or not you're making the right decision in that moment? I think you you have to first and foremost dedicate yourself to a life of growth, right? I think that is if if you really broke down the name of the game when it comes to life in general, it's all about evolution, right? Like we shouldn't be the same person we were ten years ago, right? Like we should have learned something within those ten years. And and as much as you'd love to take people with you, if they're not on the same journey as you you have to kind of let them go their own path, right? And there, there's something beautiful about that. And, and that doesn't mean it's forever. Maybe at some point in life, they will, you know, stop going to the bars every weekend, you know, with the idea of just wanting to hook up with girls all day or something like that, right? Like that's something I've had to um, kind of come to terms with it. You know, same thing, like you said, my friends are doing the same shit we were doing in our 20s, you know, and, and not much has, has changed for them. And I'm not, I'm not here for that anymore. I'm looking for something more out of life. Now, that doesn't mean that, God forbid, something bad happens to them. I'm not going to be here to answer their call. You know, uh, of course, for, for my friends who I've shared a lot with, you know, they, they always have that. But it doesn't mean I have to keep them in my circle on a regular basis like I used to. You know, I, I have to kind of let them go off and, and do their own path. And if our paths never cross again, it wasn't, you know, meant to be for us to have a, a lifelong relationship. You know, it's just like a romantic relationship. I mean, how many people had you know, middle school girlfriends or high school girlfriends, right? I don't, I don't think most of us are pining over like the girl that broke our heart in fifth grade. You know what I mean? Like we recognize that was an elementary school relationship. Like, you know, I, I don't know that person anymore. You know, our, my life is drastically different than it was in fifth grade. And you kind of have to look at it that, that way with, with certain friends, you know, you have to get clear on the life that you want and, and anything that doesn't align with that is at the end of the day, holding you back. And that means people as well. So while it's difficult, while, you know, of course, it's not an easy decision or an easy process to to kind of go through. At the end of the day, you have to have a dedication to to becoming a, a happier, far more evolved person and a, and a more fulfilled person as a result. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and being willing to allow yourself the space to be happy, which mm-hmm. I, I think so many people miss the boat on and they look at their right. life and go, I'm, I'm miserable. I should be miserable. I will stay miserable. And I'm always right. seeing 
Well, you know, there is a level to this where you have to make decisions Mm -hmm. where you have to put yourself in incredibly uncomfortable positions to learn about who you are. All right. So I'm hoping you're enjoying this conversation. I'm going to hop in real quick so we can take a uh, little break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we're back. And let's keep on with the conversation with myself and Michael Unbroken. Like, think about this for a second. You're on arguably the biggest radio show in the country. Mm-hmm. And you make a decision that it no longer serves you. Right. What was that like for you? Because I, I want people to understand this because I, mm. I think we get so caught in the moment of being like, oh, well, this is everything. And yeah. then you realize like maybe it's not, but people yeah. don't transition. How right. did you do that? What was that like? 
Well, it, it was hard. I mean, it, it's probably one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made, you know, because there are so many X factors that go into it. And and to be perfectly honest, it was an opportunity that changed the course of my life forever, you know? So how do you walk away from the thing in your life that has had the biggest impact on it, you know, in a positive way? You know, my life is drastically different because of The Breakfast Club, the people I met and the opportunities that I received as a, as a, a member of that show. Now, with that said... I, I had to get honest with myself, you know, and and uh, as much as I'm a growth mindset person, it, it was something I wrestled with for, you know, the better part of a year, you know, before finally, you know, pulling the trigger and and making that decision. I mean, honestly, it might have even been uh, a little bit more than than a year. You know, the pandemic kind of prolonged some of some of the ideas I might have had. But, you know, it it took me a while and I really just had to to be really honest with myself and be really self-aware, you know, that it was no longer bringing me the same amount of joy that it did when I first started there. I was no longer as present to the to the job, to the room as I was when I first started there, you know. It it really became, you know, this thing that I was counting down the time until I got to leave and go home, you know. Now, on the flip side of that, you start getting kind of your ego in the way and and your own personal self-doubt where you're like, well, listen, is anybody going to care who I am if I'm not a member of The Breakfast Club? Will the opportunities dry up if I'm no longer a member of The Breakfast Club, you know? And and then even on a personal level, it's like how it, there's so many peaks that your your ego is loving these these pats on the back that you're getting from being the dude at The Breakfast Club you know, being able to take pictures with celebrities and everybody's like looking at you like, yo, you're that guy. You know what I mean? Like you're killing it right now. Right. And and then to to say, you know what, I'm going to walk away from all of that. It wasn't easy. I really had to get my ego in check. I, I really had to um, think about the life that I saw myself living. And the Breakfast Club was no longer a part of that. You know, I wanted to evolve in my career. I wanted to, you know, be able to use my voice. I felt like I had something to say. I felt like I put in my thousand hours and I was ready to do it. And I had to kind of take a bit of a blind leap of faith. Like if I devote my time to pursuing what I really want in this world, you know, life will begin to, to open that, that door for me. And, and lo and behold, you know, it did in the form of a podcast and a lot of other things. And at the end of the day, it's the greatest decision I've ever made. But it was incredibly difficult and and it's definitely one that I struggled with, you know, for a while for for all the reasons that I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, and of course it makes sense. I I, I love there. There's this analogy that the very thing that sets you free is the very thing that keeps you imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's so much truth to that. I look at I I share with this audience quite frequently. The moment I wake up and I say I don't want to do Think Unbroken anymore, it's gone. I mean, right. with the energy, the effort, the time, the mm-hmm. money all the things that it takes to to run this business. And, yeah. and I love impacting lives. There's nothing that brings me more joy than mm-hmm. when I get messages from people who say, dude, that podcast changed my life. That book right. that you wrote saved me, like whatever that yeah. is. But I, I, I have to reconcile the truth that we have to put ourselves first as individuals. And yes. I know that's a really hard pill for people to swallow because we're always right. told, well, be second, don't be first, make sure that you take care of everyone else. And I've right. always, shit, how do I take care of you if I'm not taking care of me? Right, right. And it's, we're, we're taught that that is selfish, right? But the reality is like, if my cup is empty, I have nothing to give you then at the end of the day, right? So that's what we have to remind ourselves of. And I, and I think that 
in life, we are getting like fed this, this societal pill that we're supposed to like be at the same job forever, right? Or, you know, we're like, like the, the idea that anybody comes out of college, stays at the same job and then retires at that job is, is like non-existent these days, right? You know, I don't think it, it A, works out in a financial sense where it makes sense, but also I don't think we as humans are meant to have the same exact day you know, five days a week over and over and over again, right? Like we want change, we want variety, we learn something, we want to then go and and throw ourselves in that, you know? So I, I think we have to be okay with that, you know? And and if one day, you know, down the road, you decide to not do the, the, the podcast anymore, there's no shame in that, right? Like you fulfilled your journey and you fulfilled pursuing the thing that you had as an idea and you and you got everything out of it and gave everything that you had, you know, into it. And now it's time for, for the next project, the next purpose, the next thing that you have, uh, you know, your, your mind fixated on. I think that's kind of how we have to start looking at life. I look at it kind of as look at these like tech CEOs and different people like that. You know, most of them, if you look at like people who are career CEOs, they hop around from company to company, right? They don't stay at the same company. You know, they might've had success uh, with, with, you know, X company. And now it's like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to go now and, and help Y company get to that same level. Right. Because that that is like the norm in that world. They're just chasing after the thing that that they enjoy doing the most, you know. And I think that's kind of what we have to view our lives as. It's not just this one thing we stick to the same path forever, and that's that, you know. We're allowed to have ebbs and flows and changes, and I think that that's what makes a, a happier and, and more, you know, well lived life. Yeah, agreed. And and you said something I think is really important that I think people may miss in passing. So I'm going to come back mm-hmm. to it. So yeah. there's no shame. There's no shame yeah. in walking away. And, right. and that's so true, especially if you like, I put in the effort, I did the work, mm-hmm. I made the hours, I, I did it when I was tired, when I was exhausted, when I was hungry, right. when blah, blah, blah. Like I made the thing and, yeah. and people get caught up. Like, and I used to get caught up too. be like, I can't walk away from this because of X. And right. the older I get, the more I'm like, you need to walk away because of right. you're going to fucking die. So yeah. you should. Probably go live life in accordance with what brings you joy and fulfillment first, because Mm -hmm. I I found that the more risk that I take, the Mm -hmm. greater reward that I reap. And and like, honestly, sometimes it takes 10 years to get that reward. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's something really powerful about not beating yourself up, not shaming yourself, not guilting yourself because you decided to walk away. That's careers, Mm -hmm. relationships, hobbies. I mean, like, I remember I started building Legos one time. I was like, this ain't for me. I'm out. Right. Right. And, right. Like, I think that's okay. And I want people to understand the the truth behind it. Like you're supposed to, I love what you said. You're supposed to evolve. Mm-hmm. Well, what does evolution look like for you? Like if you were really to like put mm. a pin in it, what does yeah. that mean? I just think it's, it's consistent growth, right? Every day, a little bit better. You know, and I and I've been been kind of really kind of journaling on this recently, like the idea of goals, you know, because I know from personal experience, we have these goals that we set out, we achieve them, and then it ends up not feeling as amazing as we thought it would, or the the great feeling, you know, is, is very much fleeting. And then you're left feeling the same exact way, you know, and it's like this hungry ghost that we keep on trying to feed, but but we never get there. So I've been kind of, you know, uh, relooking at, at goals and just looking at them, you know, uh, as like an analogy, like to me, a goal is really just a flashlight to illuminate, you know, your path in the dark, you know? So the goal is, is not, you know, the, the end all be all. It's not, you know, the, the mountaintop. The goal is just something that helps you 
uh, you know, continue on your journey. You know what I mean? And, and that's to me, like when you talk about evolving as a human being, like it never ends. And that's the beauty of, of life. Like my potential to evolve and become more of a fulfilled and well-rounded and, you know, uh, you know, uh, a more intelligent human being, you know, um, all of the above, like that, that has no bounds, you know? So I, I want to utilize my time here on this earth to grow as much as a human being as, as I can, you know, to evolve as much as I can. To me, that's what makes life so joyful. Um, it, it's not about like this destination. It's about this constant path that we get to go on to, to making ourselves better, you know, each and every day. And I think that's the, the beauty of it all. Dude, I, I love what you said about a goal being something to illuminate, illuminate the path in the dark. Like yeah. that's, that's incredible. I've never thought about that, but that's so true because mm-hmm. that gives you like this massive North star. It gives you a right. direction. And, and I'm, I'm so about goals. This audience knows I've said that word 8,000 times, on this show. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. true because without goals, you're, I feel like you're just swimming in the ocean with no destination. And I'm like, I'm not Absolutely. trying to do it Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to use an example like that of something that I'm doing right now, right? So um, I've been getting into to real estate. So I'm looking at my second investment property right now, right? But and I, I love this property. I want this property. And, and the goal is to buy this property, right? But at the end of the day, what this property in my mind has done for me is it made me stop dragging my feet on filing my taxes, right? It made me uh, create a, a financial plan for the rest of the year. Like it made me set in motion things that I probably wouldn't have gotten to as quickly had I have not had this goal in mind. So that's the way I look at it, right? So if if this house ends up not being something that I end up closing on and, and somebody else gets it, whatever the case may be, it doesn't change the fact that I'm now further ahead than I was prior to setting this goal. And that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, again, it's not about obtaining that goal. It's about all that happens when you set a goal in mind for yourself, all of the advancement that happens when you're thinking ahead to something, you know, because the reality is if it's not this house, I now just put myself in a position for another investment when it comes along. You know what I mean? So that to me is the, the beauty of a goal. It's now made me, you know, uh, far further in, in my, my life right now than I would have been had I have not, you know, set that goal for myself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you're going to learn about yourself in the process, yes. which, I, which I think is one of the most fascinating aspects of it. All right, I'm going to pop in one more time so we can take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, We know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en, en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global Degree Programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Alright, we are back and let's finish up this conversation with Michael Unbroken from the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm getting ready to run my first marathon in May mm. and I'm like, I've never done this shit before, but guess right. what? I know that there's resources, there's the internet, there's yes. friends who have done it and I'm like, mm-hmm. go and do the thing put in the work, discover who you are in the process in a deeper way. And then on game day, you'll find a way to get it done. And I think that's the most important thing about this is goals become these beautiful markers. And I don't look, I'll tell you this, when I cross the finish line, that will not be the moment that I celebrate because Mm. for me, it's about the journey. Am I showing up every single day? Am I doing the work? Am I doing what I said I'm going to do? Because dude, I've accomplished some amazing goals in my life. I yeah. never celebrate. People are always like, why don't you celebrate when you do that? Because I'm like, it wasn't yeah. about the goal, but it was right. about prove to myself that I can do it and put in the effort. And, and that's where this really beautiful transition of life comes into play where you start mm-hmm. taking like this massive ownership over your future yes. because you're like, I'm going to go and do this damn thing, period. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and on the opposite side of that, why do you see so many entertainers who quote unquote have it all? we find out are incredibly depressed you know uh sadly some many have taken their own lives right it's because they obsessed over over reaching this mountaintop and and thinking that that would be the thing that solves the problem right and we've all done that i've done that you know what i mean i i thought that when i you know uh, bought my first home and i was sitting in it and i realized wow this didn't change much for me inside you know i i've done I, i've been a part of that as well we all do that but you have to understand again that the goal is not the answer because that is one finite thing. It's a fleeting moment and it can't sustain 
the amount of pressure you're putting on it to solve all of your problems, right? The only thing you can do is get better each and every day. And just like you're saying about that marathon, like the beauty of it is, man, even if you didn't show up that day, you're literally probably in better shape than you were before deciding to do that marathon, right? You know more about your body. You know more about your probably diet and nutrition than you would have had you have not set this goal, right? You know more about marathon running from the studying that you did from the interviewing friends who have done it before, right? Like you are a far more evolved person as a result of just setting this goal. Like you know so much more that at some point in time is probably gonna come to your advantage, you know, that you're gonna be able to use this information in, in life. And that's the, the beauty of it all. Yeah, hundred percent. And and in that, one of the things that I think is really incredible, you'll you'll learn that even that goal is probably too small, right? right. Yeah. The whole time I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, "Damn, dude, I should do triathlon." Right. Right. Why, right. why? Why am I aiming so low? Why is a marathon good enough? And mm-hmm. you know that that's something that you just start playing this mind game with yourself as you go, as you get deeper into these things. But on a long enough timeline, what'll happen? And, and this has been my experience. I'll mm-hmm. sit and I'll look and I'll go, wait, that was not nearly as much as I could have accomplished. Cause mm-hmm. just in the same way that we're told to be small, we think yeah. small and you're like, right. I want to buy a property. I'm like, why aren't you buying 20? Right, you know right, I mean? right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, one, 110%. Like, cause you, you're, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna start like, once once the ball starts rolling like it's all about momentum right i think life is just is just this consistent momentum it's like football where it's like you know they always tell the running back just keep moving your feet right like when you're on the goal line they're trying to shove it in like the key is to just keep moving your feet right you just can't stop moving an object that that you know uh goes in motion stays in motion type of thing you know and and it's all about just building that that consistent momentum you know and that means yeah bigger and bigger goals and and once you knock that one down like you're gonna feel fired up like you said about man i should have done a bigger fucking goal at the end of the day and that's the the beauty of this thing called evolution as humans you know what i mean like we're we're constantly surprising ourselves, and and these things serve as an amazing reminder to our limitless potential as long as we choose to visualize it and then take action yeah and, and, and human potential truly is limitless. And mm-hmm. if you just, one of the things that I do when I'm thinking about what I want to build and create, I just yeah. go, did anybody do it? Has right. anybody ever done this? Right. Because I promise you, if they've done it, you can too. And, yes. and I know people are going to hear this and they'll be like, yeah, but I don't believe that. That's because you have not put in the fucking work yet. And if right. you're willing to dedicate, also, I would caveat that you probably don't actually care that much. You probably sure. just think it'd be cool to do and then you don't execute. But if right. you're willing to put in that work, like you can do it. Like, dude, you were on Breakfast Club. Think about that yeah. for a second. How yeah. much fucking work did it take to get to that moment? You Bro, let me tell you something. Please. Yeah, because I, you, you, what you're hitting on right now, that like people always be like, that's the one thing people be like, oh, but you had, your reasons you got a podcast was because you're on the Breakfast Club. Do you know what it took to get to the fucking Breakfast Club? It's I literally... Club. I we used to drive to the to to work to my eight dollar an hour job at Guitar Center um in, in like ten years ago listening to the fucking Breakfast Club. You realize that? So like the path to getting there is is so ridiculous, and the amount of work that it took to getting in that position, like, and it's not it's not by chance. It's because like that word I just said, work, taking advantage of opportunities. Like I would take every DJ gig that was thrown my way. It didn't matter if it was a a freaking you know. A, a christening, a baby's christening at some random house in, in Long Island, New York, you know, or if it was like at a bowling alley, I would. And you know what that led to? Me meeting 
uh, people who happen to work at the radio station, right? And then you know what happened with that? Every time they would invite me out, I would go to every single thing they would invite me to for two years. Then what that lead to? Somebody fell asleep. And, w- and what happens? Like, yeah, we're looking for somebody. And then I throw my hat in the ring. And then you know what they tell me? Yeah, but it only pays $15 an hour. And at that time, I had another job that was paying me $25. But I said, you know what? This has the longevity to get me where I want to be. $15 an hour, I'll take it, right? And again, from midnight to 6 a.m. by myself at the radio station, not meeting anybody at that time, no networking to be done at that time, I would be there and I would sleep on the floor and then I would hang out throughout the day. Oh, do you need help uh, recording the video for this interview? I got you. You need me to do this with you? I got you. What does that lead to? Oh, um, this show is looking for a producer, not The Breakfast Club, a conservative talk show that literally went against everything I believed, right? But I, I was a professional and I and and I sat there and they were like, this probably isn't the place for you. But because I made that that impression of a hard work and a professional, that then led to a recommendation when the Breakfast Club needed somebody. And then even getting the Breakfast Club, I was in another studio. I wasn't even with them in the same damn room at first, right? So I literally was looking at them through a glass. Like I couldn't, I, I wasn't a part of that conversation at all. Then somebody fucks up and then my name is called. But we're talking about years and years and years of a process just to get there, you know, and, and, and then just to, to lead here at this point that I'm at in my life, you know, and, and it's all just the process. And again, like, I love what you said that a lot of people don't actually love it, right? They just think that it would be cool to do. There are a lot of people who would love to be able to sit in that chair that I sat in at the breakfast club and be next to DJ Envy and look across you at Charlemagne and look across at some other celebrity than Angela Yee. They would love to do that, but do they, would they really be okay with putting in the years that it took to getting in that chair? I, I, I highly doubt most people that would, were gunning for my job after that were willing to put in that type of work. Yeah. There's an amazing quote from John Maxwell, who mm. has written some of the greatest leadership books of all time. Yeah. He goes, people want to be where I am, but they mm-hmm. don't want to do what I've done. Mm. And, and it's yes. so true. I mean, even with this show, I think to myself, I want, I want to have the number one mental health podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me seven years and thousands of episodes and yeah. millions of minutes of interviewing to right. get there. Yeah, and that's the fee. What are you yeah. willing to pay to get there? You know, I, I, everyone knows this. I always ask the question, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And yes. If the answer is anything short of no excuses, just mm-hmm. results, it's not going to happen. And, yes. and look, I want to be clear because I don't hear you as someone preaching from the pulpit saying, oh, I'm better than you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. I hear what I want to translate and make sure people are clear on is that yeah. you sacrificed luck. Yeah only comes to the fucking prepared. I've right. never met anyone in my life who got lucky who was not ready. Absolutely, bro. I'm I I am not exceptionally talented. I don't think at any of the things that I do. Am I above average? Sure. But you know what it was? Showing up every single day. And the shit that I wasn't great at, I was willing to put in the time to learn every single day, right? I proved myself as somebody that that they could rely on. At the end of the day, I don't know who this quote is attributed to, but you know, they they always say that that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right? When I, I talked about my my band at the uh at the beginning of the show that I was in, I was the least talented musician in that band. But you fast forward now, uh man, over 10 years, and I'm the only one who still works in the music and entertainment industry. And that was just because of my my work ethic, just because I wanted it that badly. And I was willing to learn and to ask questions on the things that I did not know. 
You know, I'm not sitting up here as somebody who who thinks he's, you know, the greatest to ever do what he does. No, I'm just somebody who, again, put in his thousand hours and didn't complain about it, was happy to do it because I always, you know, kept in mind the 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 long term goal. I wanted to make a living doing the thing that I love. And I didn't care how long it took me to get there as long as I I got to one day be able to enjoy my life every day doing the thing that I love to do. Yeah. And, and I love that, man. And I would rather make $5 an hour being happy mm-hmm. than 500 an hour being miserable. Hell and, yeah. And, and I've done that, man. I, I worked corporate America super young, mm-hmm. you know, which I got lucky, you know, no high school diploma, no college education, but I was prepared mm-hmm. and I went at a fortune 10 job mm-hmm. and I was miserable. I hated my life. Mm-hmm. And then I went and said, I'm going to build my own business. And yeah. I struggled. And mm-hmm. struggled and struggled and to some extent still do because I'm not a billionaire yet. Right. right. But I, I think about like the, the truth about it is, you know, you've got to be willing to assess like, what do you want? Because, man, mm-hmm. I just I think about this every day. You're going to die. Like yeah. this is all going to be for nothing if you mm-hmm. go to work every day and you sit at a fucking desk and you get into traffic and you have no hobbies and you have mm-hmm. no goals and you don't put in the effort and you're not trying to show up and you blame the world. You're right. going to die and this life is going to be unlived. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably the most tremendously detrimental and saddening thing about mm-hmm. the world we live in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it, it, it is. It, it breaks my heart because I, I know that it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I, I know when I I know for me growing up, I saw my dad do that. Exactly what you're talking about. I saw him sit in an hour of traffic every morning to get to work and, and to go home an hour of traffic, you know. I knew that his his highlight of his day was being able to go on his lunch break. You know what I mean? And and my dad is an incredibly intelligent human being who was capable of doing far more than than he, you know, ended up doing career wise, you know, but he gave into a bit of that that fear, you know, that that he grew up with, you know, a product of a single mother raising three kids. And, and really, the idea was just survive, survive, survive. Right. And 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 unfortunately, you know, he allowed himself to to kind of get into that that mindset, which you know to a degree I get. You know, we all have responsibilities, but you know, it, it's not something that I wanted to recreate for myself. You know what I mean? I, I recognize that my parents aren't wealthy, but I have a level of privilege that they made those sacrifices. That I know at the very least I can go live in their basement if I need to, right? And, and that's good enough for me. That that you know that's a, a good enough fallback plan that I can sit here and go 100 miles an hour at at, at my goals, knowing that I don't want to recreate the same patterns that, that my dad, you know, fell into. Yeah. I, I had somebody tell me something real. I was in Miami last weekend um, for uh-huh. a conference and I, we're, we're back and hanging out, having dinner. And, and one of the guys goes, you know what the worst case scenario of being an entrepreneur is? I go, no, he goes filing bankruptcy. I go, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. he goes, I filed bankruptcy three times. And, mm-hmm. and what's crazy, dude, he's worth $500 million now. Wow. And, and what that tells me is that you have got to be willing to see mm. what happens. Yes. And, and that changed my perspective on so much. I was like, damn, yeah. I never thought about that before. Because really, right. it's kind of like, and I'm, this is not financial advice. Let's be very clear about this. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a get out of jail free card to go and chase your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what I take away from, from that story is that it's it's about being able to just continue taking another at bat, right? Like having another chance to hit the ball. Like that's what it comes down to. Eventually at, at what point you're going to, you're going to get a piece of it. You know what I mean? Like you're going to, you're swinging enough times 
you're getting a piece of it. I think the problem is that many people, they might take one swing, they might take two swings, and they're just like, fuck it, I'm never going to hit this ball. Let me move on to, to something else. And that's the, the problem. You know what I mean? It's like you, you can't allow your, your losses to, to dictate how you live your life. I mean, I'm sure we're all familiar with that quote that Michael Jordan has where he's taken like, I don't know, however many, what, 700 uh, potential game-winning shots and he's only made 150 of them, right? Like that, that to me is the, the ultimate way to, to view your life. You're talking about the greatest of all time is acknowledging that he's failed more than he's succeeded, but that never stopped him from attempting to succeed. And that's, that's why he is the greatest or considered to be one of the greatest because he just kept getting up. And once they lost that game, he was ready for the next one. And if it came down to it, he was taking the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the greatest. So let's be clear about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to make sure. I, I think about this so often, man, in your spot, you know, sports are a great analogy for it. You yeah. go look at Gretzky, you look at Elway, you look mm-hmm. at, you know, Michael Schumacher, whomever it is, man, all these guys do is lose. Right. Like they lose all the time. Jordan has lost so many freaking times. Right? Yeah. But, but it's about you get up and you keep going. You take the L's. You learn. Mm-hmm. You yeah. grow. And you and you go and you try again. And, and yeah. I, I hope that people will take away from this is, you know, looking at their life and recognizing the truth that trying again is the way that you get to what you want. Because I'm sure in your journey to getting where you are and launching this podcast and now starting to do this thing on your own, you failed every single day all the time. Well, yeah. And and that's the thing, like be okay with it. Right. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, I had I, you know, had so many instances where I was talking about wanting to do content that spoke to, you know, uh American born Latinos in this country that, you know, I felt like we weren't being served by the Latin television stations or the Latin radio stations, nor were we completely being served by the, you know, American ones. And there was this in-between area that I felt like we could hit. And I was getting turned down all the time when I pitched that idea. You know, uh, I, I would first start pitching it to, to radio program directors and they would just be like, well, why wouldn't you just listen to the Spanish station if you wanted that? And like, they just wouldn't get that. Like somebody like myself who doesn't speak fluent Spanish doesn't know what the hell is going on there, but does enjoy some of the music. And there has to be a happy median. And there's a, a huge audience for that, you know. And it wasn't until I, I made this pitch to, to iHeart, the podcast network that it finally all clicked. But I had been pitching ideas like this for the longest time. I had been going through various iterations of myself as a personality and the type of content I want to put out and things like that and and failed tremendously throughout the course of that, you know? So it, it is just about getting up each and every time, you know, after you fail and not having that fear of what happens if I fail again. You know, you kind of have to have that 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 amnesia, you know? I mean, another sports metaphor, it's like what makes a great quarterback? You know, one who can throw the interception, but the next time they get the ball, they can drive it downfield and get a touchdown, right? Like that happy amnesia. It doesn't matter that they they fucked up before. All they care about is what is next, right? And that, that's like the, what the people like the Tom Brady's of the world are so great at doing. You know, he doesn't care how crappy of a first half he had. Like he's ready and he's showing up as if it's a brand new game in the second half and is ready to do something. Yeah, dude, 100%. Man, this conversation's been absolutely incredible. Thank you for being here. My last question. What does it mean to you to be unbroken? Mm, man, I, I think, you know, for me, it, it's, it's healed. You know, I think that's what the word I would say is, you know, I'm, I'm a healed um, human being. You know, I've, I've gone back and, and kind of, you know, found those, those other parts of myself that I left behind, you know, the, the inner child inside of me, you know, that was uh, ignored for far too long, you know. Um, to me, being somebody who is unbroken has 
has come to terms and, and not only come to terms, but found a way to love each and every part of themselves, right? The, the parts that other people can't appreciate, they could still look at it and, and find some sort of love in themselves for that. And I think that that is, is what it means to be unbroken, to, to love yourself enough to be unafraid to show up authentically as yourself each and every day. Brilliantly said, my friend. Thank, Thank you again you. for being here. Man, big shout out to Michael from the Think Unbroken podcast for having me on his show. I really enjoyed the, the conversation that we had. I hope that y'all did as well. Hope you got something out of it. And with that said, man, let's kind of tie everything we talked about in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet, man. I I really loved having this type of conversation about finding fulfillment and and moving past the traumas in your life and the difficulties and just the the hard work that it takes to get to where you want. All of the above that we talked about, I, I hope you enjoyed enjoyed that conversation. I really love being able to share different ideas that I've been thinking about in my mind and and kind of journaling about. And a lot of those kind of came out in this conversation with Michael. Big shout out to him for having me on his podcast. I really appreciate it. I am going to uh, continue to get some rest, man, and quarantine and get over this COVID, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode. And we'll be back on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. And of course, man, we're going to get into, man, all that happened with Roe v. Wade and and everything that's going on with, uh, man, a woman's right to choose officially uh, being taken away from many states in this country. So, of course, we'll get into all that. Until then, man, try and uh, and, and keep your head up and, and stay positive. I know it's a crazy time right now. And I'll talk to y'all on Thursday. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.